literal experts in sports. There is nothing they say that is wrong. They cannot be wrong. And you are wrong if you don't agree with them. Awesome. Way to make me just completely just step on my own fucking tongue. What the hell is this crap? It took 16 minutes for Rick to say pull out. like it's been forever spring break edition to take warning all things sports he says this every two weeks now feels like forever because it does <laughs> no it no i i'm good i have not been this excited to record a show probably since we started though. well it's funny because we we make this decision like okay things slow down in the spring so we're gonna go to every two weeks so that we can get through our lives we have so much going on <laughs> nothing happens in the nfl it's over after the super bowl uh, right you know right. wrong don't wrong worry about that. oh <laughs> yeah. don't worry the mlb lockout thing will stretch and it's not gonna be that Jeez. big of a deal right and so we're gonna go to every two weeks and now every two weeks feels like we've lost a month in sports news so yeah. i mean we were talking like we were talking about putting an agenda for the show and it was like maybe we get March Madness in like, like probably the most popular thing that's going on right now. And we aren't even sure if we're going to talk about it. Nobody's even talking about March Madness. I mean, you didn't even do a bracket. No, I I didn't have time (laughs) for our own show. You didn't even do a bracket. I didn't want to win that too. That wasn't you. I thought you, I thought you were the last. Remember I won the fantasy. Did you do two? No, I did one. Me, Amber, you, Chelsea and Ray. Oh, the guy that still owed a cockasaurus. Who Two. is still owed a co- He is not winning the Cacosaurus this year. <laughs> that that unless his bracket busted. Well, I one. guess there's still a slight chance, but how he, bad is his bracket? He had well, he had Iowa going to the Final Four. They lost first round. Yeah. Um, he does have UCLA winning. So there's out of the. The there's whopping some. five brackets that we have. Two people have Gonzaga. Two people have Auburn. Both of those people live in the same households, and then Ray <laughs> had UCLA. Yes. So, so so Ray has 260 points and the leader is 340. So And who's the leader? That would be you. Oh. That's, I, I don't ever get to point that out with our shit like that cuz <laughs> I'm always in fucking last place, so I just wanted that like so for maybe, the record that was me. Maybe I didn't do a bracket so that you can have a little glory. Thanks Rick, I oh, appreciate oh my you. Gosh. So. Pity bracket. This is, this is even worse because now, now not only we have to listen to him talk about it for 2 years. Yeah. Just, "Oh, you're lucky that I didn't sign up this year." Yeah. Well, I mean <laughs> I was just interested to see who he was going to pick. Like last year, he had like Moorhead State and Blowjob Tech or whatever yeah. playing in the fuck yeah, I did in the final. Cinderella, the, baby. In, in the <laughs> well, the and then he had Baylor in the other one. He did yeah. pick Baylor, and that was the whole reason why we had to do what does Rick know because we had that to show true. him that he doesn't yeah, know. I had no idea. Show history. Yeah, I like you know it. This. I like it, man. Uh, I don't know about you guys. I have had an eventful two weeks. I, uh, Rick, we. We'll get into yours. Yeah, I want to go last. Well, yeah, I want you. I want you to go last, just just in case if your attorney calls and just says, "Hey, never mind, you're not okay to talk." There's a about lot it. to talk about. There. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack. There, there may be or may not be an open investigation right now. Um, yeah. So youth basketball ending means little league starting, and then I end up coaching a middle school team for my oldest daughter. So that was like a Man, just like super quick. Like I got approved on a Friday. We had our first practice the following Monday, and then our first game was supposed to be the following Tuesday. Well, you were ready to move into softball, basically, and then it yeah. was like, nope, basketball is going to be extended. Yeah, and it's the first time that I've actually taken a coaching position 
based off of money. Like the the season's like three weeks long with spring break in the middle, and it's like it was a good amount of money for three weeks worth of work. You're you're gonna make Rick a little jealous there. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's what happens. When you work in the private realm. I would like, I would like you. Rick likes to work in the private realm, so all of his money goes towards like tuition and discounts on like his kids' school uniforms, where I get paid by the the taxpayers. So. It's all good. I work for the government. I get to I get I to use I get to use about. our our good friend Dan's term like paid for by your tax dollars. So yeah. So what else? Um, so uh, what else? What else? Tell us about you. Tell us about me. What do we need to know? Well, I'm a Sagittarius. That's nice. I've been married for 15 years hey, almost. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, two kids, three dogs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. I have a feeling I'm missing something, and it's about to hit hard, and I don't. Know. No, no, that's it. <laughs> okay. No, I think <laughs> I right. think that's basically him saying he wants to talk about no, his story. Preston, I want to get to you. I want to. I want to hear about your last two weeks. I haven't uh, seen you the whole time. I know it's it's been crazy because uh, my wife had surgery, and we've just been in the house. I didn't even go to work. Did you talk went. about the, the replacement body parts? <laughs> no. <laughs> Are you? <laughs> Are you Anyways, about to ask the question on I'm gonna live on air? I want to know if you can answer this. We know that part of the surgery was to remove ligaments from a dead body and <laughs> to, to complete the surgery. Did you check and see if those ligaments were vaccinated first? No, that was not that so, was not a, a thought. So you could be you could have I, I didn't so check she's if, only partially vaccinated. Should she get boosted? I didn't check if the uh <laughs> <laughs> if the surgeon, I didn't check if he was vaccinated either. So I'm asking. <laughs> well, he's wearing wife, a mask and gloves. Yeah, so, so, well, hopefully, your wife should get boosted, right? <laughs> Just to make sure she got boosted with COVID. That's, I mean, <laughs> well, she got the she got the that natural booster. <laughs> that, that whole that whole booster. <laughs> I blood. I was actually pretty sad for basketball to end. Like I felt like the girls that I was coaching were just starting to get it, and then now it's done. But we're we're moving into baseball, and my kids are pretty excited about that. So it's. Uh, I would like to say congratulations on getting the dopest team, your kids being put on the dopest team. So we got the Lake Elsinore Storm. Yeah. So he has their kids have the first off. That's the best hat in yeah, all of sports. Sweet. Yeah. The no fear eyes mm-hmm. like that is, one hundred percent the best hat in sports. But then their jerseys are black jerseys, black pants with like red socks and belts. Like they're, that's. That's a pretty intimidating looking coaches pitch team. You know what yeah. I mean? Like little five year olds out there, and they're like, "Oh, oh. We're, the, we're the goats." It's there's and only like, there's only one five year old. That would be my son. All the other ones are there. There was a girl that I looked at, and I was like, "Chelsea, is, is this someone that's helping on the team?" No, no, she's on the team. And I mean, Olivia is big for an eight year old, and this girl towers over her. Yeah, I know that the ages because we our kids play in the same league. Um, the ages this year are kind of messed up, so. There's no major division, so any kids that were normally like 10, 11, and 12, if they haven't played majors before, they're old and playing in minors, and if they had played, then they're super young and playing in juniors, and I think it kind of trickled down. So you have there's no farm, so there's girls that are probably eight, nine years old that are playing coaches pitch and look like absolute I, I mean yeah nine-year-old girls and five-year-old boys like if you come <laughs> out to one of the games i guarantee that you're gonna try to recruit her to play basketball i don't know hey uh, uh congratulations cool. by the way that's three shows in a row that as soon as we've started he goes out riding his bike that wasn't a bike that time <laughs> i don't think so that was a bucket that was <laughs> that was a, bu- a bucket straight up <laughs> <laughs> 
It was a bucket. It's a 1994 like Cadillac. Oh, a bucket. It's a bucket. A catalytic converter. Yeah. Just so you know. All right. It's All also right, a Rick. very windy day here. All right. Folks, so let's let's get into time. let's get into your story. Let's. Uh, let's. Uh, all right. So I've been really busy. Right. We know that, uh, and we've talked about this that for the last three months because we didn't know when our league for our school district was going to start. Um, we've been holding practices three times a week working with both the boys and the girls team, getting them up. Um, we finally started our league this past week. And it's it was one week of games and then two weeks of spring break. So, cool. This is great because that gives them a chance to kind of get a feel on what we're going to see. Awesome. Uh, first game forfeit for the girls. Like, fantastic. That's cool. First game for the boys. Wait, your girls forfeited or the other team? The other team. Oh, okay. The other team. So, we got to okay. win already. Like, yeah. all right. Boys show up. Did they forfeit because of what was ha- what they knew was going to come regardless no, for your they, next game? They forf- I think they forfeited from co- uh, COVID. It was a different oh. school. Um, Wait, because- that's still a thing? Yes. They <laughs> oh, <do> okay. That. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was, it, it, yeah. I, I've got to get used to this new world, man. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, that's that day one with the boys, they get uh, this team that's been around for years, same boys, but apparently since we've played in 2019, 2020, uh, the boys grew about six inches and look about 35 years old. So they were playing all against Braun, not Brawny. Uh-huh. Um, I got their, they, I wouldn't say they got their asses handed to them because we play very, very stout defense. But there was, you know, every team we see, every other school is huge. So they, they come with a full squad, you know, 14 kids or something like that. And we have seven on each team. Okay. So the rotations aren't the same. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's okay. So now we get to Wednesday. That was Monday and Tuesday. We get to Wednesday, and there's a particular school that is uh, known. Their coach is known to be a very uh, aggressive coach. Uh, she wants to be like a hard ass and like, look at me. I, you know, and teaches her kids to, to be fierce, right? And by fierce, that means throwing elbows into chests, uh, hip checks, lowering your shoulder, you know, to run someone off, uh, you know, when they're running down court. Uh, tripping was a thing. Um, also, they wear the exact same color jerseys as my team, right? So you have 10 kids out there that all have the same jersey, essentially. It's really, really cool. So we know this school, and I know to be on my best behavior because I've dealt with them in the past, and I've watched coaches lose their temper with them because of what happens. So we just let the, the ref, he's going to have to call the game fair, and hopefully he catches that. And, you know, a mistake here and there is one thing, but – if it gets blatant, I expect the ref to do something. That's their job. They get paid. Right. They are paid to do that. So we Yeah, are, you have to control the game. Exactly. Yeah. Control the game, control the coaches, right? But not coaches shouldn't be talking to each other from benches. It should be going through the ref saying you need to start dealing with your kids and you need to deal with your kids. That is what a ref's job is, right? To maintain the uh, the level of the sport and the, the game. Um, he's not doing that. So immediately these girls who are like about the same size matchup uh, with my kids, skill quality, nothing's, nothing's really uh, standing out to me. They come out and they legitimately start throwing elbows, legitimately start th- – they actually threw my point guard to the ground at one point, no whistle. Like full contact, full, full contact. So my assistant coach, he's starting to get kind of amped up. And I am really trying to be cool and let my girls know, like, hey, this is how they're going to play. You play your game. You're not sinking to that level. Keep playing the defense you have. Score when you can. We're going to be okay. And they're like, well, there's like 14 of them. They just keep coming out, like, you know, well-rested and beating the shit out of us. And I'm like, dude, it's okay. You know, do your thing, right? You let your kids talk to you that way? 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So we get, <laughs> we get to halftime, and I'm talking to the, the ref, and I'm like, look, dude, you really have to do something about this. Like, I'm seeing a lot of blatant non-calls. And I was like, I'm not saying you haven't called whistles on them. At this point, they had, uh, like, six fouls. We didn't have any. I was like, I, I see you doing that. But I was like, also, I, don't th- I think you're getting confused because I asked at the beginning, can I put pennies on my kid because we match? And I have some red pennies. We'll just throw them right over and he's like, no, no, that'll cover up their numbers. I'm like, that's not what the pennies do. <laughs> that's, yeah. But okay. They're you know, meshing. You let's see, see how this goes. Well, I kept watching, like, his, her, her kids, the other team's kids, would walk out of bounds with the ball. And he'd be like, you know, he'd blow the whistle for a turnover. Give it to them. And I'm like, what are, you, what are you doing? And, like, everybody in the – anybody that was there for our school is like, what the hell is going on? Like, that's clearly our ball. And he's like, no, 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 no. So I put the pennies on no matter what at halftime, and I'm talking to him. I'm like, seriously, the contact's getting out of control. Like, I've got girls over here that want to go whomp on these girls. Like, seriously, just go whoop their ass because they're, they're talking shit. I'm watching them make faces. The parents are in, engaging with this and, and, like, allowing it and encouraging it. This is a problem. Mind Do you, it's something. a Christian league. Yeah, it's a Christian league, right? Yeah, Christian schools. Um, Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, so this is a Catholic school. Uh, my daughter goes to an Adventist school. We are not Adventist, but it's a really good school, good people. So, And we've always been the outsiders. Another reason why I was trying to keep cool because I'm a non-member of their church, I'm not really a member of the Adventist thing, so they look at me as worldly, you know, like... So You're I want a normie. To be, yeah. You're a normie. I want the parents to be comfortable knowing I'm not just going to come in, like, going, fuck cock balls, you know, like, doing horrible things. So who did you swing at, Rick? All right, so we get through the game. <laughs> <laughs> we actually get... We actually took it to overtime, and we lost by one. And I was so proud of my girls, because it wasn't until overtime that they finally started losing their patience. Um, that one of my... my girls my center took uh, an elbow to her chin and she was like not having that because the, the girl turned back and she like made this weird face like mocking her because she made like a noise right when she got hit so she legit like pushes her out of the way and no call because the ref is not going to call on anything. the elbow or the push not nothing right uh-huh. we get down the court uh we, we run all the way down the court and my uh really really good forward my team captain actually who's who is very much like what I expect from a person uh, dignified holds her head up, doesn't play dirty. And she's really, really patient, you know, just trying to play her game. She's All really the opposite good. things of Rick. Well, no, not, not here. Like, and everybody knows that I don't lose my temper. Right. So she, uh, loses I don't it. know about that. Not, not <laughs> at a school, not at the school, not as a coach. You, you got to Okay. First of all, just side note, when you're a coach of kid, when you're coaching kids at this level, it's, I, I, I feel it's critical that I also represent what I want them to play like. And I think, what I want I think to any level. I think you're correct. So, any level you, as yeah, a coach, yeah, you need you're, to... You're absolutely right. Me as a human being, you guys know me, and you know that I'm just like a normal guy. But when I'm coaching, I try to bring myself to a higher level to make sure that they're doing the same. And so I don't curse. I don't make any you know weird things. I try just as hard as they do, and I want them to see the effort for me. Right. Right? So I am always like that. Um, and then you've got the whole like the church part of this. So I try to be uh, extra good. Um, so she finally, this is like second to last play of the game. She, or no, it was a shooting foul. She gets a shooting foul from this girl, literally raking her, like raked her face. Right. And she gets a shooting foul. And this is how we lost by one. Cause she, she, we could have tied it. But as she comes down and she's got the ball in her hands, she legit just double fists, like hurls it at this chick's head, bounces out the side of her dome. And all of a sudden the coaches on the other side care about what's going on in the game. Me personally, I was normal Rick was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, coach Rick was like, 
That's you unacceptable. Do, yeah, you can't so do that. So I pulled her off the court immediately. We talked, and I was like, you're going to go shoot your two shots. We have no more time anyways. If you make them, fantastic. You know, I'm trying to calm her down. I was like, but after this, we're going to have a talk because that's not cool. Like, we don't play that game, right? So she shoots. She misses the second shot. We lose by, you know, lose by one. Still super proud of them because of how they had to play. Um, while we're doing the handshake, we get up and line up for the handshake. They're just over there gloating and laughing and having this big old good old time. There's like 20, 30 of them standing there in a circle. So I see the coach, and I'm like, hey, we're, we're waiting to do the handshake. My girls are kind of upset. You know, can we go? And so she finally starts doing it. Well, my assistant coach trails, and I was up at the front. And we just say good game, you know. But when my assistant coach meets at the middle of the, the court with the, uh, the head coach for the other team, and apparently he was just trying to talk to her about, like, hey, I don't know what you're teaching your girls, but that is not how you play basketball, especially in a league, uh, you know, an eighth grader, eighth grade league. Come on. Like, that's not what you need to teach them. That's not a good foundation. We don't do that. Nobody should do that. That's not it. Right. right? And so she's trying to tell him, like, I don't, I don't teach them anything. This is what they're doing. And then he's like, okay, well, then if you're not teaching them something, you need to. <laughs> like, right. either way, there's a problem here, right? Um, what yeah, allowing happen? it to happen is teaching them how to do it. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know any of this is happening because I'm talking to the girls on the bench. Right. One of them's actually crying and, like, beat red. And she's like, I'm going to go over there and I'm just going to – and I'm like, no. Like, do not. I'm like, so I'm talking her down. And as I'm, she's talking down, uh, two of the girls, the soccer coach for that school was there. It's her, those are his daughters. And he was one of the dads that was very vocal on the sidelines. Every time they would throw an elbow, do a trip, anything, trip somebody, he was there to encourage it. And he was actually like clapping them on, pulling them over the sidelines, saying, keep that up, stuff like that, right? Well, he comes out of nowhere, apparently, and he hears them talking. And the school prin- our school principal is now talking to that head coach, too. And he, p- he pushes his head coach to the side, and he starts getting in their face like, who the fuck do you think you are? And all I hear is, who the fuck? And I turn around and I see his hand with a finger going into my principal's face, who is much shorter than me, a woman, very nice lady. And I saw red. I didn't think of anything else because I know this guy is an asshole. So I don't know how I did it, but I did this like sweet glide of like two steps from the bench to the middle of the court. Uh, I wrapped him around. I got him from the shoulder and I threw him back. And he went to go step up, and I'm like, yeah, come on, bitch. Like, put your fucking hands – like, I started cussing. I, I lost it then. And he's, he's like, you can't fucking touch me. I'm the soccer coach. I'm like, I don't give a fuck who you think you are. Put your finger in my face, bitch. Like that. So then he goes to take a step, and I'm like, yeah, buddy. Like, it's on, right? Um, five of the parents come and grab me. <laughs> they escort him out. Why is it that the Christian stuff always has the worst – like, like, what the fuck conflicts. is this guy doing? I, I don't want to say it's always them. But I saw like, always, I feel but like, like, like I, when we played men's softball, usually the team that we always would clash with or the team that would just have like team. would be the church. But no, like not that, even like when we're playing softball or? just against that. Like we played in a church league and I feel like and we, we have had church league had more drama. And yeah, I've never seen anything like it. I've never been. And I truly, left that league for that reason. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like that. Like you guys have not. You've only seen me one time. The dude with white hat. Right. That's the one where, time where I did what you did. Yeah. Where you were talking to him, and then I hear what's going on, and I'm like, I I went, but I went full physical. I didn't even give yeah. this guy a chance. Like I caught him off guard. He kind of crumbled a little bit. So this continues out into the parking lot where we're trying to talk. Um, the principal is trying to talk to the athletic director for did that. Did somebody team. say let's take this outside? No, they kicked that him out. That is fucking disappointing. Oh, no, no. Oh, oh okay. It That's comes. disappointing. Okay, I get what you're saying. <laughs> just, just wait. So we go outside, and myself, the assistant coach, the principal, are trying to talk to the athletic director and the head coach. 
And and she, the head coach, I, she is an idiot. Like, not, she just she doesn't want to hear anybody. Um, she talks over everybody. She's kind of a pain in the ass. Right. Well, every time my principal went to try and make a point, she would talk over her and say, I don't know why that's relevant. Who the hell is this? Da, 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 da. Like, she was doing that, right? Right. So after about the third time of my principal pausing and trying to speak, the next time she cut her off, I said, hey, you know, if you shut the fuck up, you might get the point, right? Everybody's like, oh. Like, so she's like, I'm fucking out of here. I'm done with this, right? And so she starts storming off to her car. This is when we figure out, because I hadn't been paying attention to that. I'm trying to engage in this conversation. Homeboy was sitting across the parking lot um, by his big old bro truck, and he'd been running his mouth the whole time at me. Had no idea. So I step away from this little huddle, and I say, hey, bitch, you can't say a lot that far away. Why don't you come over? Come over and talk to me, motherfucker. Like, now now it's getting worse, right? So... <laughs> Um, the athletic oh, director man, for the other Rick. school. I, I, I was fucking done with them, right? So the, they get in their cars, right? They, the, the athletic director's like, we're just leaving. This is not going to get resolved. You guys are assholes. We're like, yeah, well, fuck you. That's all I said. Like, Because yeah. at this point, I can be normal, Rick. You guys can be good Christians. I got you, right? Um, they all get in their cars. Homeboy gets in the car, leaves the parking lot, and parks across the street, and then gets out again waiting for me. So I'm like, cool. So I talk to the principal, and I'm like, I know I'm in trouble. <laughs> like, I get it. I understand where this is. I was like, but to be honest with you, they were, you know, it looked like he was getting aggressive towards you, and I'm not going to have that. Like, that's in, in so many different directions. I'm not cool with that. Yeah. So, fuck Well, you. I mean, yeah, what, what really sucks is that the kids are all watching this. Right. And they, I mean, obviously, they wanted to basically do the same thing already. Yeah. And then, yeah, they calm down, and they're like, okay, now they have, now the parents and now the coaches and stuff. And it's just... It doesn't look good for my team. It it's, doesn't look good for my girls, my yeah. boys. My, I had some of my boys there for my boys' team. And they were all like, dude, we've never seen coach like that. And I'm like, yeah, you should never see me like that. We actually had a practice on Friday, and I, I apologize to each and every one of them. Like, you will never see that again. Which is good because then they now they're getting like, hey, this is not how you're supposed to act. But yeah. you, we get that in our league. Like, there, there's a coach that I played against, and they she – coaches her girls to be super aggressive and it's just like basketball is an aggressive game but there is a certain point like, there's a hey. limit yeah. yeah and i mean i'm gonna it's be not on, football like i'll be honest with you like i've had teams that um even at the high school level where we from from one to five were nowhere near the level of a team that we were playing but a team we're playing has a rotation of seven or eight kids and like we got 15 on the bench so i'm like i'm fine with junking the game up like that's a, that's it's it's I mean, it's part of carrying like a larger roster sometimes. Like sometimes yeah. you can, you know, and I'm not telling my, hey, like go out and throw elbows or trip, but yeah, be more aggressive towards steals. Like the, even I if have you, no problem with even that. if yeah. you get, even if you, if you get in foul trouble, like we got reserves, yeah. like we're good. And, um, I even actually used it a little bit on, um, on Wednesday for my first boys middle school game. Like, I mean, we, we could have ran this team out of the building by, 40 or 50 points if I just played my starters against their starters. But I got, I, got, did, yeah. I got 16 boys. So I told my kids, like, look, you guys are going to play in, like, two and a half, three-minute bursts, and then you're going to sit, and then we're going to have another five come in, mm -hmm. and they're going to play for two and a half, three-minute bursts, and then, you know, we'll, we're just going to keep that rotation yeah, going. I was like, be it. aggressive. You guys get five fouls. You know, I'll let you know when you need to chill, but go go get the ball. It's first game of the year. Let's set the tone. Let's find out what we're what's going to get called, what's yeah, not. Absolutely, like, yeah. And – but, but I mean, one thing is telling your level, kids there's to a be, level for yeah, that. Yeah, but and, and like the thing that. is, I can I tell my girls when they can be aggressive like that, and they know. But when when we talk about being aggressive, it's not 
throwing elbows, an elbow, breaking, yeah. um, hip, you know, hip checks, stuff like right. that. That's not using your body is okay, right? And, and the, throw body. And the other me, thing that I don't that I didn't like from this is she actually told her girls to scream in my girl's ear, like at the top of oh, their they lungs. Oh, they were doing that. Like yes. that is ridiculous. Like there's yeah. no reason for it. like you never see that at any level. And right. to be fair, like I haven't seen your girls play, but I would almost assume none of them are like gonna go be stars at the next level. I have two. Right, but I mean, like for the most part, right? Yeah, well, so, I mean, two of my seven are going to definitely move on, or through. on on the other team, right? Like the other team that you play. The other team didn't have a single. Okay, so like when you have kids that are either new or not as experienced, right? You said it at the start of this um, story, which is, it's not on the coaches; it's yeah. on the refs, 100%. right? Like the rule, like I've told kids for years. The rules are what the rules are, but for that particular day, it's what the ref is calling, right? Like if you're in baseball and home dude has that strike zone six inches outside, guess what? For that day, the strike zone is six inches outside. Right. Like whether he, you feel it's right or wrong, that's what's going to happen. So if that ref is letting eye raking and elbows and trips and body slams and all that stuff happen – that the ones that suffer are those girls because when they go and play with a different ref, mm-hmm. then they're going to be play on the floor for two minutes and like, well, that's three. And it's like, what do you mean? Like I, we did this the whole game last time and nobody said anything. And it, so that it does come back to the referee of being able to, you got to control the game from that point, but you also have to look at it from a teaching t- standpoint too. Like if they're out there doing that, Especially if it's as one-sided as it was, mm-hmm. you have to be able to set the tone and say, look, like, enough's enough. Like, it's one thing to catch the ball, like, in the post and make a move and maybe catch somebody with an elbow. Yeah. It's another thing to, like, eye rake and not say anything or body slam somebody to the floor. Or even if it's a jump ball and a tie-up and you're throwing kids down. Like, like there's – yeah. that I, I, could see, I could see where the frustration comes in. You know, like, it's funny. Like, I'm hearing all the stories and I'm, like, going back. Like, man, like, I don't – I've, I've – I've gotten pissed at a game, but like I got teed up the first game of the season this year for youth ball. Yeah. And like everybody think, in this, everybody in the stands was like, wait, Ryan got teed. Like he's like, he's intense, but he's never intense towards the ref referees like ever. <laughs> and like, even my assistant was like, I can't believe that that just happened. Like, yeah, I know. I get it. I mean, and and I was embarrassed. So that's, that's what actually came of this. Right. So we wound up, Having to take this to the league, the next day, uh, the principal tried talking principal to principal to the other school. She came back and said, well, your girls were obviously, you know, inciting this. They're the ones that started this. Um, so we're not taking any fault in this. And we were just calling to say, hey, that dad can't come back. He obviously, you know, he came at somebody aggressive. This is un- inappropriate. And you're going to want to talk to your kids about that. You know, talk to your coach about how she's teaching this aggressive behavior. That was the answer we got back from them. On our side course a, f- a formal apology came out and it talked about one thing that i i forgot about um every year that i've coached the league has um a sportsmanship award <laughs> <laughs> so you're not getting the sportsmanship award this we year we <laughs> won it every year because we play yeah. with you know like that kind of honor right we, we we want to play a sportsman like beat the streak beat the streak we have <laughs> the streak. that streak's dead just so you know that streak is dead by the coach that set the streak because nobody's won it more than one year in a row but because of the way our team plays and the way we coach, they've always give you know we get it every year. So yeah, we lost that one this year. It was uh, in game one. Records so. are made to be broken. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> so either way, I'm really proud of my girls. They are really. I have some solid ball handlers. It just uh, 
when you when you throw a huge you know kid. Is the league's investigation over? No. It's still right. open. Uh, it's, uh, the we director. better we better not yeah, let him talk so, anymore. I mean, I'm not suspended. So s- suspensions could still be on the table. I still coached on on Thursday and I coached on Friday, so I'm good. And and your daughter's an eighth grader, so you were done with this regardless That's why anyway. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you already swan song. That's yeah. right. I'm going out on fire, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's interesting. All right. So we've wait. Got some- so speaking of uh, like news and and crazy news. Yeah. Are we ready? Like I think we should. Man, for these last two weeks, um, for an off season, I the NFL is winning. Fuck like, you, Tom Brady. All right, big time. So, yeah, so we'll start off with that. Tom Brady was retired, you know, long enough to do like a Disney World trip. I, then, I think he got home and he was like, "Man, I really want to go back and play some football." Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure he went home and was like, "Fuck these kids, I'm going back and playing some playing playing football." I, uh, you guys heard me on the show. The last uh, year or two when, with the Bucks, I really started to respect him as a player. And, and, I, and I started to understand why he was liked. And I gave him a lot of respect, and I, I appreciated him. Now, it's back. My hatred for Tom Brady, Brady is back. Because he retired for two weeks? And then was done? Yes, because he's a bitch. I don't think that he, he liked... He lost a man $516,000, and he's not doing anything to compensate. I thought he was. What man did I thought he, he co- uh, did someone that hear about They this? bought his... Super Bowl or his last they touchdown. His last oh. touchdown ball for five hundred sixteen thousand dollars. Twenty four hours later, he comes back. I thought he fuck was going to give him something. Or, anyways, I think he really had problems. Be fuck you, Mike Evans, because he's the one who threw it in the stands in the first place. <laughs> true, true. I think he had problems with Arians, <laughs> and I think he was trying to figure out a, a way out. That's I, think what I think he happened. thought that Arians wasn't going to hold him to that. And when Arians came as public as saying like he ain't playing for anybody else but us. I think Tom Brady realized, like, maybe I'm not – like, I think he knew he wasn't done from the very beginning. He was but hoping that he could, team. Hoping he could force his way out of – yeah, I think he wants to go play in San Francisco. That's what I think, really too. He wanted to be a Niner. Yeah, yeah, I think he wants to be a Niner. So, as a Rams fan, I'm I'm cool with him staying in Tampa Bay. Um, he has at, to weigh the decision, though. I'd rather that, play him once a year than – That than division? Two or three times a year. He, he should easily be able to win that division. Yeah, so that's what I kind of wanted to get to was a lot of these moves, um, we – did we get in on the last episode about Russell Wilson being a Bronco? No. No, that happened. Cuz that happened that afterwards. After. After. Yeah, we after. didn't get into any okay. NFL so, really. So Russell Wilson gets traded uh from Seattle to Denver. Uh Denver sent over Drew Lock. Drew Lock and a shitload of like I mean picks. just picks uh, and top 3 uh, tight end in the league. And a top 3 t- yeah, Noah Fant, right? So um Seattle is officially in rebuilding mode. Um, um with a really good head start. Which as for me again, and I would assume for you yeah. as a Rams fan, yeah. I'm I'm okay with. Yeah, no, I'm okay with them rebuilding, I, but they got a good head start, and I'm kind of concerned yeah. about them two years. From and now. Jamal Adams wants out. Mm-hmm. Um, they Lockett apparently is on the trading block, and will probably end up getting traded as well. Um, the big the big news though over the last couple of weeks, and I hate to say it like as a full division is the AFC West. Crazy it has solidified itself as the best division in football. Well, you have Derek Carr as the worst quarterback, and he's not. I mean, what is he top fifteen? The maybe? worst. Oh, Derek Carr. So the worst team in that division right now is a Russell Wilson led Broncos team. Yeah, like that's that's the worst team. The the Raiders add Devontae Adams. Yep. They get Chandler Jones to go opposite of Crosby, so their their pass rush is going to be insane. And it would probably be more insane if it wasn't in the same division as the Chargers, 
who had Khalil Mack with Bosa. Right. And then, the, I mean, the, that whole division, you had to yeah. keep up with everyone. So Kansas City then yesterday comes out and goes, oh, wait, we, we want we want to make noise, too. Or on Friday, we want to make noise, too. Yeah. And they signed Juju Smith-Schuster to a one-year deal. So now you have an offense with Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Juju Smith-Schuster. Like, Mahomes has – I mean, if they can find any kind of stability on that offensive line. My question is for both of you guys. The a- I mean, it's not even a question in regards to this. Is The AFC West is the best division in football right on paper right now. Like, there's – it's not even close. There's no other division that, is that has that much star power. Evenly spread out through the teams. Does the team that make it out of the AFC West, are they the favorite to win the Super Bowl, or are they going to be too fucking beaten up I, I was, to, I, to I get was, through the see, I was just going to say that uh, I think that the uh, Buffalo Bills kind of are like, all right, cool. Perfect. Y'all whoop each other's ass. <laughs> we'll see you right. in the postseason. Because <laughs> the Patriots really haven't done anything, and they right. weren't. And they, they lost players, if anything. So yeah, they 100%. they might be going down a little bit, you know, you, more of a rebuild. Because I actually wanted to bring that up because of what the Raiders are doing. Do you think that Josh McDaniels was actually the person making those personnel changes? Because I, he's made some He's crazy He's never – it's right? crazy because he's ne- – Belichick never trades for a wide receiver like that. Like, and it's – he's like, all right, cool. Like, they yeah. – you know. Well, I don't know. They, they, they got Randy Moss. Yeah, but they, they didn't went out give and up. got. They he, drafted Nikhil Harry. But they think about what they gave up for Randy Aguilar. Moss. They 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 kept trying to get receivers, but they weren't ever going to pay. They weren't going to do a contract like they just gave to Devontae Adams. Okay, but they gave up a first and a second round pick, and they're paying him 140 million over five years. They didn't right. even do that for Moss. They so, gave up like a third or a fourth to right. get him. Moss was on his. They thought everybody thought that Moss was on his way out. It, like, yeah, sure, we'll give you, we'll give whatever. Just get him off of my team. But no, I, I don't think this is a, a Josh McDaniels thing. When McDaniel's was in Denver, they did do quite a bit. Like I think he was, well, for one, he wanted to bring in the whole Tebow thing, and um, but McDaniel's was a little bit too young. I look at it as a very similar situation to what happened with Lane Kiffin in college football. His first job, he was not mature enough to take that job. Right. Then there was the whole thing where like. He like he slept with like his running back's wife, like Peyton Hillis's wife or whatever, and like it was just like, I mean it was not good, but now staying in that system in New England for as long as he has, and really making like you know whatever you call it like chicken salad out of chicken shit because let's look at what's been in New England offensively, and yet they've always been a threat. And even when you have Tom Brady and a bunch of bullshit around him, there's lots of teams that have good quarterbacks that don't put up numbers the way that they were putting up numbers. So I think a lot of Carr, people don't Carr's realize. Carr's definitely got some weapons. I mean, yeah, he's got Devontae and Carr, Adams. And Carr and Devontae Adams are reunited. A lot of right. people don't realize those, they, went they, to played Fresno together State. And, they played together there, in college. There was a, it was funny. So and Waller, and they still have Renfro. Still have Renfro. From the day they signed Aaron Rodgers, the first text I sent out was to a friend, a listener of the show, um, Albert. And this, um, or actually – <laughs> he's part of this text thread, but um, it went to Greg, uh, co-host to Take Warning. Greg's a Raiders fan, and I said, hey, man, how you feeling about that Devontae Adams, huh? <laughs> he's like, why? I'm like, there's no way they can afford to keep him now. And not after what they just paid Aaron Rodgers. Because yeah. we didn't even talk about Aaron Rodgers, because that was chronologically. Right. So but actually when that the- happened, I was like, I guarantee you Devontae Adams goes to the Raiders because of the Derek Carr relationship. The Packers actually offered him more money. 
The Packers, really? yeah, yes, he wanted he wanted out. So ooh. and and Rogers knew. No, so yeah, what came, what, so that so what that, came out was right. for the two weeks before Rogers had signed. Yeah, that was the whole reason why it had taken so long to get Rogers' deal done was that Rogers was allowing them to. Um, Rogers was allowing them to. We're good. Um, <laughs> was allowing them to try and give Devontae right. more money. So when I when I first saw the news that Devontae Adams was traded, and then it said in there like shortly after Rogers signed and i was thinking like at first i thought wow did the packers really just have him sign and then was like all right trade you know Devonta adams and i and then i was thinking no way could that be i mean with with everything that like rogers could just retire like there's no right. way there's there's no way that the packers were just like hey we're gonna have you sign and then we're not gonna say anything to you like i'm sure that rogers knew everything about what was happening and right. then it came out that they they tried to keep him and they tried to give him even more money than the Raiders and he wanted he just wanted out he wanted to go play for the Raiders and 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 you are right Rick chronologically the way that the dominoes fell Rodgers resigns and then it was I mean man it was like it was what two, two hours two, later yeah Russell Wilson's traded to the Broncos right so the Broncos were in the market for Rodgers or Russell Wilson they're mm-hmm. like we're getting one of these two so the rest of the pieces fell that we talked to you about. And then there's this drama that's coming out of the shithole of our country that's called Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> Baker. It's so, stuff to talk about, huh? So, Baker Mayfield, who I wouldn't say I'm a fan of, right? But I feel like he's given a lot of undue criticism. Um, Baker Mayfield who played last year through what should have been a surgically repaired shoulder for the last – eight weeks of the season he plays through the injury gets his team to the they were they weren't a playoff they weren't they just missed it they just missed it so basically i mean they're in the playoff hunt into the last week of the season and get surgery the the monday after the season ends the browns are one of the teams that go and meet with deshaun watson yeah so mayfield sends out this like social media letter like thank you cleveland we i appreciate you like i'm done and basically ass out of cleveland which cleveland denies him to be traded they're like no way so like you're too good for us to let you go but you're not good enough for us to go interview somebody to take your job right uh then deshaun watson comes out and says yeah i'm not going to cleveland so then (laughs) Somehow those talks reemerge, and next thing you know, Deshaun Watson's a Brown. Well, okay, it's kind of ridiculous about how his contract. They're they they're only having one million dollar base salary this year. So if he does get suspended, he's really not going to lose that much money. And then his whole two hundred and thirty million dollars is guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah. So he goes. Now you have Baker Mayfield there, and then the reports come out from. Chris Mortensen saying that the Browns wanted an adult at court or a grown up to run their team. And I'm like, what's more grown up? A player that bites his tongue and plays through an injury to 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 help your team or a guy that doesn't understand what the word no means. Like which one sounds more grown up? From what I understand, Baker also does a lot for that stadium. Um, or the, the yeah, he's the, huge I mean, in the yeah, community. Yeah, the yeah. groundskeeping alone that he's been doing 
is incredible. I mean, what he does in the kitchen on Thanksgiving. I'm basing this off of the commercials that I've seen. So <laughs> I um, am. This, I right? Oh, are those, man. I don't even know. I don't even State remember. State Farm what, is there. Is it State? Are those State, State? I don't Farm. think it's State Farm. because Jake, Jake's not in the commercials. I think it's Progressive or that something. That might be Progressive. Right? I don't know. Yeah. All I know is he takes care of the city of Cleveland. He does. And he, that stadium. And he so, lives in his mouth. He lives in that stadium. Yeah. He's going to be homeless now. Yeah. I mean, where is he going to go? I don't, so, I don't even know where the who, – who would want to trade for him? Like, you think Carolina or something? So, maybe? so well, Car- so Detroit. So, Bridgewater went to – I don't think Detroit wants – I think Detroit's fine with Goff. I think – I would take Baker Mayfield. Bridgewater went Goff. to Miami. What, with, with that roster, though? Goff's yeah. not going anywhere. I'm just no, because Detroit. the no, I know Detroit's rebuilding, and I don't think that Baker Baker needs people around him. I just don't see them doing that. But anyways, go ahead. So I think I think teams that you can see where Baker would go would be New Orleans. New Orleans is kind of without a for sure thing at quarterback. Did Winston right now. sign? Well, even if Winston He's, signed, he was he was him. he had like the lowest QBR of a starting well, and quarterback, also keep and his knee is. Yeah, they're, they're, San Francisco's in talks with uh, Jameis Winston too. Right. So, so then you have. Um, whatever happens with Garoppolo leaving San Francisco, like if he ends up leaving San Francisco, you still have Trey Lance plus, you know, so as well, he, Indy needs he, a quarterback now, right? Indy. So Indy lost Wentz. Yeah. So Mayfield is actually, I think he's come out and said that the Colts would probably be his most preferred destination, which makes sense. They're probably the most playoff ready team right. without a quarterback right yeah. now. Cause Wentz ends up going to the, Washington, the, the commanders. I'll say it now. Cause they actually have a team name. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, I. I'm interested to see. Like, I mean, does Cleveland then turn around? Like, because I feel like they hurt his value. Like, they have to trade Mayfield. Somewhere. They're going to have to. Like, that locker room is going to be torn apart. Although, you put a million dollar base salary for Deshaun Watson, and you could put Baker on the bench because. You're, what is he at 20 mil, 18 million? So yeah, but that, like. but that, even if you have, if you have Baker Mayfield there not playing behind Watson, or if Watson gets suspended and Mayfield's only like, no, they signed uh, the the quarterback that got his lung punctured in in L.A. for Herbert to play. Oh, oh which one was that? Remember the Tyrod Taylor? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's, yeah. So so Mayfield, like, you have to let, have him go. Because you, when you're a leader of a team, and yeah. then two people get hired to take your job, you don't just sit there in the dug in the locker room like. Well, all all cool. I'm saying is money wise, if they really want it, like it's not be- because of the way that they structured Deshaun Watson's, they they could just be like, all right, you're you're just gonna sit because he's only he's only got this year and then he's done. But it will be interesting to see where exactly he goes or I, what, um, what happens. I, I'm I'm really team team Baker on this. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm. 100% behind whatever winds up with him. I wish nothing but the best. I'm not 100% team. I think he jumped the gun. I think the whole, like, meeting with Deshaun Watson, like, putting himself on the same level of Deshaun Watson, I think, was a little of much of an overstretch for him, right? I think once he was signed, if he would have sent that out, I would have been 100% on the side. Like, look, man, like, you just gave a guy $230 million guaranteed. Like, clearly my job here is not pa- secure. For five years. years. Yeah. The so, past few years, he's been worshipped in the city of, uh, of Cleveland. So so it's really, you know, he, even if he isn't at that caliber, Cleveland's made him feel like he is that important. Right. No, and I think I think he, he is a solid NFL starting quarterback. 100%. Like he, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's bottom half, top half, but he's he's <laughs> – He's a he's a he's a solid quarterback. He's, he's right there in the middle, top or bottom. Though. But 
I'd put him at the bottom. Yeah, I mean, I'm, but I'm not, lazy, not, so not, I'm always a bottom guy. Yeah, okay, <laughs> so, not at the very um, bottom, but. <laughs> but there was one spot on Friday that just came to mind, like, right away, and it has to do with more drama that was coming out of the NFL. What about Arizona? Kyler Murray, man. No. So Kyler Murray's got that huge, like, pay me now. Like, I want, I want to get paid, right? And we've all seen where the fuck these conversations go. Because then it's like, whoa, have you done enough to get that money? Yeah, exactly. Baker Mayfield comes out of the exact same system that Kyler Murray came out of in college. They both won Heisman trophies in that system. Um, so Kings. So for Cliff Kingsbury, it's it's an easy plug and play. And then he's got the the Cardinals end up getting some leverage over Kyler Murray to if, why he's still on his rookie deal. If the money is less I would I would rather have Baker Mayfield because of that but I wouldn't I don't I would rather pay Kyler Murray 40 million dollars a year than Baker but what if you don't have to pay either one of them 40 what I if mean, you have to pay 40 million dollars a year and you get but, both but just like Rick was saying like how much do you think I can't imagine that Baker's not going to think that he's a 40 million dollar year contract guy no no yeah I, and that, that's that's kind of what I'm getting at but right? the, he's one year ahead of Kyler Murray so like He's going to like both of their contracts are going to really come up at the same time. And Baker already has his deal and he's already been extended. So he's up to like that 18 mil, which Kyler Murray is not on that. He's not on that pay scale yet, which is why he wants his money. So to me, if you can have both on like y'all figure it out, like show me like we need one. But to me, there's no place better for Baker to go than Arizona. But the okay, so the thing is, is when you have a quarterback where you're not spending that much money, you don't want to spend it on another quarterback. Like you want to spend that money on defense yeah, or you offense. Right. But if Ky- but if Kyler Murray wanted eighteen million dollars a year, that deal would have been done the day that he asked for yeah, money. He doesn't true. want eighteen million dollars a year. No, he, wants he wants what, he wants forty. He wants double. Well, he wants more than forty. Yeah. Yeah. Not, so you get yeah. so you get Baker in there now. Why Kyler's still on his deal? If then you have no chance of a like, cool. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold out. No problem. We have another person that does exactly what you do. And he's just as much of a proven starter as you are. I, I he, Kyler Murray, though, is – he's I, – I would – I don't know. Like, I, I think that's a sleeper spot wise, for him to go. Ta- it's a good spot for him. Baker it's, would be very successful in that in that I think system. it's a sleeper spot for him to go right. for sure. Because I think this Kyler situation – here's the thing. Kingsbury is – it's not like – that team is very young just from, from top to bottom, right? There's not a lot of veteran brass that's in there. That's that's holding that team together. It's not one of those, you know, like what you have in Denver with Elway, where he's been a GM there for damn near twenty years. Dallas, and, right? Dallas, yeah. where Jerry Jones has been there forever, and even even in Vegas, even though Al Davis has stepped down, it's been the same family running things, right? Like there's yeah, certain teams that yeah, yeah, there's teams that have that like this is the way things are done here. There's no culture in Arizona yet. Like they're they're trying to figure that shit out. Well, they just they just locked up their coach and their GM. Like Kyler comes out and he's like, "Hey, I want an extension. Uh, we're going to extend the coach. We're going to extend GM the coach. Though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and but uh, with all due respect, I mean, like Kingsbury deserves it, man. Like I, I think so too. He's a great coach. He falls under McVay's coaching tree again. So yeah, <laughs> I just bringing that up again. He needs to figure out how to make. Good, good at the end of the, the games, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, also yeah. at the end of the seasons. But he just, his but, teams just even at Texas Tech, his teams would be like good, 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 and then just. But look at the same situation. Like I 
Kingsbury to me is a younger, thinner version of Mike McCarthy. It's the same thing. I could right? see it, yeah. McCarthy has always had a problem finishing and closing. Yet his poor he's, wife. He's now he's now coaching the most valuable franchise yeah. in sports. You know what I mean? I had to bring it back to the fucking Cowboys. No, but I'm bringing it <laughs> well, up because you know, you're a Cowboy fan. Is that not McCarthy's biggest flaw? Is uh, closing yeah. games? He doesn't. He doesn't manage the clock. They don't well. close. Yeah. Can, both can, coaches. Can we just break for one second here? Sidebar. You don't want to talk about the Cowboys? No. Not at all. First step. First step in admitting the or first step in fixing a problem is admitting you have one. There it is. Right. Not avoiding you have one. We can we can talk. <laughs> I mean. I see what they did with Amari Cooper and didn't get much back for him. And, I mean, that's going to be nice for James, Deshaun Watson. James Washington will be nice for you guys. I'm <laughs> telling you. Like, you will like James Washington. And he's from that part of the country. Like, he, that dude will ball out for you guys. I think that they should have got rid – if they were trying to get rid of Cap, they probably should have tried to move Elliott. But maybe, I think they're maybe, still going Maybe to. nobody wants him. So I Well, here's the thing, though. There's lots of ways that these NFL deals get done by, you know – taking some of the cap hit yourself and, and you know, you, there's, there's ways that I don't think Dallas is done making moves. No, I think whatever, I think getting rid of Randy Gregory is a huge, I mean, I think it's, they, they didn't want to get rid of him. They just, they have the, okay. They have language in their contract for everybody except for Dak that says, and it's not just Dallas, some other teams, mm -hmm. if you get suspended or you get fined, then they can cancel your guaranteed money. Right. Randy Gregory has been suspended quite a bit of times and, and I can see, that. Yeah, and good for him that Denver gave him a contract without that in it. Like I, I don't fault Dallas for. I mean, that's always in their their language. Like I don't. If, well, and which guys, is crazy because they, man, they fucking pick up a lot of people that fall under that category. Yeah. But that's but that's probably why. That's probably why it's standard. Like if yeah. you just pick and choose, then that person's gonna say. But if they're like, hey, look, everybody except for Dak, who obviously is yeah. the most important like, quarterbacks are the most important. So I, I I see exactly why he's a, he's a very good player, but he makes some pretty stupid mistakes on the field, yeah. and he gets suspended. I mean, he easily could have. I mean, didn't he that that play that happened in the he playoffs, tackled the offensive yeah. lineman? Yeah, like I mean that that it it could have cost you guys that game, like that yeah. that foul. You can easily go back and say like that was a backbreaking penalty. But the, I mean, there's a lot of people that are saying like, oh. The Cowboys put up with Randy Gregory and they did all that stuff, but yeah, that because he was so good on the field, I think other teams probably would have done that too. Yeah. And hey, he got someone else to to do the same money and the same everything without that in there. So to him, and it, it will be he'll be good for them. Do we do we have time to to get into America's pastime? I mean, we got if we could do. I mean, we haven't recorded in. How two many weeks, minutes are we so at? What are fifty. We at? We're at fifty we minutes. Can, we could do it. Okay. Well, before we, we go, we didn't talk about the Rams. <laughs> I was trying not to I know because it breaks my it's, fucking heart. Bobby Trees is gone. My boy Johnny Hecker is gone. We lost Sebastian Boga, Who's, Joseph So J so for hey. other people Austin that don't Corbett. know who is who is Bobby Trees? Robbie Robert yeah. Woods. Robert Woods. Okay. Who, Which was a hell who, of a trade so, for the Titans. So here's the thing. Here's the thing about Robert Woods that I like I understand why the Rams let him go. There's mm -hmm. a lot of questions, right? This is his second knee surgery. He had one in, in college. Right. It's the second time his knees went out, which is usually doesn't end well, right? Same situation that's happening with OBJ right now. Yeah. Um, you signed Allen Robinson. They go out and get Allen Robinson. And as soon as Robinson gets signed, which I do think it could be a great pickup I for think, the Rams. I'm going to tell you right now, I think that was an amazing pickup. Uh, he is closer to Megatron size 
Yeah. And remember what Stafford did with Megatron. Right. But one thing that you have to remember is think about how how effective Stafford was winning when he had Megatron or a go-to one wide receiver that was the big guy, right, like one-on-one balls, and how much more successful he was last year with having a bunch of possession. Or was that because he had an offensive line finally? Well, I think a lot of it is that the way that McVay or Sean McVay system is, it's not designed. There, there's not plays designed to just go to one guy. I thought one of the issues at the end of the year when you were sliding was because of the offensive line. Like Our, I thought they yeah, and which we just lost three members of. Right. Um, but I think when it comes to when it comes to the Rams, if you go back and look at the offensive numbers that the Rams were putting up from week one to week nine, and then from week ten to week seventeen through the Super Bowl. Granted, they did win the Super Bowl. The offense was completely different. Um, Robert Woods was um, – he was the catalyst for that team. And and the, the first person to admit that is Cooper Cup. Yeah. Like, Cooper right. Cup's job changed when as, Robert Woods got hurt. As an outsider, I think that it's more of a wash because you signed um, Allen Robinson, Robinson compared to losing a bunch of the offensive linemen. I think that's a bigger story that you lost. Yeah, not that – I mean, but, I think it, I think that Allen Robinson's gonna. He just need. I mean, we saw in the Super Bowl that you can't even cover Cup. Like, even if you want to, you know, he's throwing it to him, and you can't cover. And you just needed a second receiver, and yeah. Allen Robinson could for sure be. All that. you have to do and is we, protect Stafford. And we man. still have Higby. We still have Van Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Um, there's still a chance. Like we lost Johnny uh, Munt. Uh, huh? Johnny Munt's gone. Yeah. The the. The all the stories and all the reports that I hear is that. Uh, Odell has not been happier in football. And this includes his time at at LSU than he was in the half of the season that he was in LA. He just said the culture, the system, the players, everything. He hasn't been happier. If he's willing to take a pay cut and not ask for OBJ money, I think he'll be back. I, I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident he's going to be back as of this. Now, two weeks from now, it's going to be crazy. Right. But but I, I think he'll be back two weeks from now. Now, Von Miller, I I didn't expect him to come back unless it was going to be on very low money and it was maybe a one or two year contract. I think so, Buffalo. I mean, granted, Buffalo, it's a six year deal oh, that's really a three year deal, but Buffalo overspent for yeah, Von Miller. One hundred percent. But I wish him all the best. Like yeah, I I absolutely. hope he's super successful there. Yeah. I just. He's not a hundred and sixty million dollar player anymore, like he's not. Well, he went from my favorite team to go play with my favorite quarterback, so that's cool. Like, I'm okay with it. <laughs> but the Rams also did. I, I'm sure you saw also just extended Matt Stafford. Yeah, hundred sixty million. So he actually oh by for the four way, years, which is forty million dollars. He a year. took less money, and he knew that he could get forty five, and the Rams were expecting to have to pay him forty five. Yeah, he took the forty to make sure that we can continue to be successful. Yeah. So he went that same route that Tom Brady does. Not a lot of quarterbacks are doing that. Right. Aaron fucking Rodgers. So that that's impressive to me. That's another reason to love Stafford. Well, the thing is, is he's getting paid the exact same amount of money that Aaron Rodgers is getting paid yearly. He just took one less year. So I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm not going to say that Aaron Rodgers really fucked over the Packers that much. Um, and. No, I mean he made sure that they they would have had enough to sign Devonte Adams. Yeah, Devonte Adams did. didn't want to be there. So the thing is, I think going forward, the Rams have a shit ton of draft picks for the next um, for this year. It's just they're oh, they, all they're they all actually like, have draft picks. Huh? They do have draft <laughs> picks. Yeah, we have a lot they're of just not they're just not in the first or second round. So which we don't have, I don't think, until like twenty twenty seven. Yeah, fuck but, those picks. But the rest of those picks, 
Like they, you know, you none of those linemen that the Rams had were were huge uh, like name guys. Whitworth was the only one, um, and he, we got him when he was thirty seven. Yeah. So to go, the the Rams I think will be fine. I'm sure they're going to build that lineup through the draft. Um, and McVay has shown that he has the ability to draft pretty good into his system. Like there's not a, we're not missing on a lot of picks. No. Um, the Packers uh, on the, the Packers on the other hand. The Packers have to show you did not have to give Devontae that money. Yeah. Now you need to be able to spend that money elsewhere and, and build up because they've lost people too. Preston, what's the what do we have for the top free agents now at this time? For football? Yeah. I mean, I don't know who's who's available, but I mean That's we, what I was asking you. I have no idea. I You're mean the stats that, guy. That doesn't mean that I know all the people that are available. I know <sighs> that there's a aren't there I mean Julio Jones got released, so I don't know Ryan, how what do we pay him for? <laughs> you do, yeah. You pay him? Well, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> you pay him? Fucking know my stats. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, so I want to tell you what I'm frustrated about, and I guess this could be considered a trigger. Okay. Deshaun Watson got a fucking $230 million guaranteed contract uh-huh. to come play football right. after 22 accusations of some type of rape, right? And that's rape. That's no. non-consensual. It's and not now rape. you've got it's, it's sexual misconduct, not sexual assault. Fuck that. It's all bad. Anyways, there's Anyways, 20, 22 so cases against him. He's got him. 22 cases against him. Right. Trevor Bauer had one relationship, two relationships with a girl, a couple girls. And uh, but it there's was both not cr- sex at the time. And they're both not criminal is charges. Like non-criminal. No, that's what I'm saying. Like Both of them are not criminal charges. Trevor Bauer is, again, on administrative leave. Past the beginning of the season, not that, playing still. When cool. I saw that, it really pisses me off. Like I just don't, I don't understand. You've you've already made him miss eighty games. If yeah. if you re- like, baseball, just either let him play and wait until it it comes out in the civil case to see what what exactly happens and then make a decision, or say what exactly you're gonna do with him. Yeah. Don't just like leave him in limbo and be like, hey, we're gonna put you on this administrative leave and you're paying. That sucks for the Dodgers as well because they gotta just pay him. Yeah. So here, so here's the issue. The, the issue that you guys – and I understand your comparison. Deshaun Watson gets $230 million. And he gets to play whenever yeah. he – yeah. That's not true. He's going to get to play. He does – you don't He's know He's going to play. You, eventually, there's a reason Bullshit. why Cleveland put – or made that contract where he's only going to lose – if he doesn't play this year, he loses a million dollars. Okay, so Deshaun Watson, very, he might be suspended. It's, it's a high possibility. But if he fights all 22 of these cases until the end and he doesn't settle out of court and he – be, says that they're that he's innocent. Right. I could see the NFL doing nothing because what are you supposed to do? Like yeah. he he was proven, but most likely he's gonna settle in some of the cases, and then they're probably if, as gonna, soon as he settles, and they're be probably. A gonna, but what Rick's saying is, while this is going on, they're not. I don't see the NFL doing anything until they're done with well, those cases. Right. So let's. That's, that's what I'm getting. That's, at. That's, yeah. So, so he's the going NFL to play so until the, he's suspended. The NFL's domestic violence policy is very simple. If there's video, you're fucked. If there's no video, then we're going to wait until everything happens and then we'll decide what's going on, right? Right. Ray Rice, the the thing was going on for months about this and there was no issue. And then all of a sudden the video comes out of him of the surveillance video and all of a sudden it's like, "Oh yeah, 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 he's suspended." Well, for a year. okay, so Ray Rice got suspended for two games and then the video came out and 
right. Baltimore didn't stick with him and cut him, and nobody else signed him. So yeah, his his suspension is only for two games. But the NFL also but then resuspended. They also went back and yeah. resuspended. But I'm just which saying, he, was the worst move that yeah. you can ever yeah, I, do. Yeah. He just was blackballed. He's not playing anymore. Yeah. He's not. I mean, just and it it has to do with his. Also, with the fact that he was a 27-year-old running back, that they're just yeah. like so. Done. Trevor Bauer is on administrative. He's still getting paid. He's ne- he has not lost a paycheck. He got his bonus that w- that came in November, which was 40 million. So the way that baseball looks at it is like, yes, he's missed games, but he has not been suspended yet. He hasn't got. He hasn't. But lost Manfred money. is again fucking the Dodgers. Oh, 100 percent. That yes, and that's why Bauer is actually working with Major League Baseball to do whatever he can to speed this process along because he also realizes the longer he doesn't pitch, the less valuable he is too. So I, I get your comparison, but first off, there's a very good chance that both players aren't playing at the beginning of the year of the, of their respective regular season. Well, it's a guarantee. Bauer is guaranteed now. Unless something comes out during their investigation before then. And it's not like, it's like we're going to investigate it until this day. Right, they could investigate it and get through it and say, "Look, I was- see them extending it through the All Star break. Like that's what they're gonna do. They're just gonna keep putting it out a he- month at a time." I would say once the regular season starts and he's missing actual regular season games, he'll be able to grieve it with the union to say, "This has already been going on for a year. Yeah. Like we need to." Move. I mean, both like- of you came out last when when this first started, and you were saying he's gonna be blackballed, and I didn't believe it. But after this, starting how it's going, like I, I feel like he's kind of being targeted. Like he, I just don't. He, he missed eighty games. I get it. That then, take his pay away yeah. or give it. Give him like say, hey, look, so, like this is okay. You're going to be suspended for a whole year. Take the pay. So fine him for whatever. So he missed eighty games. Take the money and then extend it to 162 and give him some kind of punishment or let him pitch until and then if something else comes out. Then you suspend him. So here, and I agree with that. So here's my point with Bauer that I think you guys are missing. And, and it could be me just with wishful thinking. If there's been one person that's been more outspoken against Rob Manfred than any other baseball player in the last three years, it's Trevor Bauer. 100%. Okay. So if Manfred keeps fucking with Trevor Bauer and putting him on admin leave, and then he's missing regular season. Like spring, who gives a fuck about spring training? Like no, he's, he's he's missing the first week. Right. So like, but that again isn't. It's not fully guaranteed yet, right? But the second that he's actually not pitching when he's supposed to be in Dodgers uniform, in his mind he has not done anything wrong or deserving of this. You don't think he's gonna fight Manfred, and he's probably going to win. And then once he wins, then the owners are like, great. Thanks for adding a loophole now to our domestic violence policy because now any other player is going to do exactly what Trevor Bauer did. If, if they're able, if you know what I mean, if they're in the similar situation where there's no criminal and blah, blah, blah. So this might be the ticket for baseball fans to get fucking rid of Rob Manfred because if the owners go and say, we don't have a way of being able to discipline for our business this domestic violence shit, because now Bauer has shown the way of this is how you beat it, then who's responsible for that? Yeah. Rob Manfred. Yep. And he that's who he represents. He doesn't represent Major League Baseball. He represents the owners of Major League Baseball. Right. That's who he works for. He doesn't work for the players. He works for the owners. This could be this could be positive 
it sucks for Dodger fans yeah. who want Bauer out there. And if you add Bauer to that rotation for that the Dodgers have, it could be very significant. This would this would and we've said this before about the Dodgers too, but if Bauer comes back into that rotation, that's probably the greatest Dodgers uh, greatest baseball roster in the la- in modern baseball history. So getting into like, that since we're we're we're, we're 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 we've opened the door. We're yeah. gonna we're gonna we fucking kick it. through yeah, it. Let's okay. do this. So the Dodgers signed Freddie Freeman, Woo-hoo. which now gives the Dodgers three of the last four MVPs yep. on their roster. You have Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, um, and Freddie Freeman. Right? They have four MVP winners on their roster if you count Clayton Kershaw, yep. who re-signed for a year for this year and opened up spring training by starting in that game. Yep. So all the 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 fear and stuff about his elbow and having the minor tear, like he went out and threw, didn't look great, but he also was able to pitch, yeah. right? So all positives. Um, the Dodgers, I still don't think are done in free agency. I still think there's a very good chance they end up with Conforto, who's probably the biggest name free agent left on the board. What he, position? Sorry, what position? He's an outfielder. He, okay. he played with the Mets. Um, but I That's think right. That's he, right. he, he's a left-handed bat. And he, he could play – you put him in left field with Mookie and Cody, and now you have that that uh, rotation that Roberts I heard the rumor about Conforto. If that happens, I don't I don't even know if there's a team in any league. So, the, so. a lot of ki- people rem- don't remember the fact that tr- the biggest part of that stra- – or um, the Scherzer trade last year was mm. getting Trey Turner for an extra year. So, you have yeah. – the Dodgers will have Trey well, Turner this year. Just the, the – he only had a two-year contract. Right, so, so it's only two years this yeah, year. Yeah, we have him this year. Right, but but the him. Dodgers have Trey Turner this season. Yeah, and he's playing shortstop. And he's playing shortstop. Um, the DH helps the Dodgers more than Muncie. any other team because now Muncie, coming yep. off of his surgery, mm-hmm. will won't have to worry about playing the field. Um, Freddie Freeman now moves to first. They they have a plethora of players that they could play at second. Turner Turner's back at third. Pollock is back to, if they don't get Conforto. Like the Dodgers roster is is really it's really is stacked, really dude. really good. Like really it's a good. stacked team. Um, yeah. Not to mention, um, I mean, some other huge free agents though that got I think, signed. I think the only thing that I worry about with the Dodgers is their starting rotation. I get that Kershaw's back, and I guess that he he pitched the one the one inning, but he had a long time off. So I'm I want to see how his elbow is going to do when yeah. he starts. All right. So we have, let's talk about that starting rotation. Cause I was texting you about this. Dustin, so my Dustin worry, may right? won't, Dustin will may. not be back until the earliest. So we have August. Walker Bueller and Julio are, so, are one, two then. Yeah. So you have Bueller and Arias Correct. will be one, two. There's talks that Gratterall is going to be, is going to be a starter and okay. not a reliever. So that's funny because I was looking at him for closer with no uh, Trinan. Trinan well, will be closer between, because we've already heard that they don't even want to have a closer this year. They want to like, do you it know, by committee. Him, everything's committee. Yeah. So I, I would assume that he would have stuck Gratterall and Trinan. In so the, uh, there are talks so, that Gratterall was gonna maybe be like that. Um, or just a utility, like maybe? the bullpen got like an opener yeah. kind of a person. Um, so when I was looking and we we also have uh, Gonsolin still there. Right? Yeah, Gonsolin. So you still have Gonsolin. They and then you have signed Danny Duffy and then Price. Yep. And we, David Price. And we uh, we don't know anything about Danny Duffy. And not one of those people that we named were named Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. So you have correct. all those names and then Kershaw. Kershaw is probably going to be our third starter is what I would guess. I would think, like and then you're going to put yeah. you're going to put Danny Duffy four because he's coming off the surgery didn't get to play with. I last think year. Duffy is going to be our long reliever. 
You think so? Yeah. Okay. So, I like what Gonsolin used to do. Yeah, I think the Dodgers are just short one one starting pitcher is what I think they're short. If yeah. if Bauer ends up being that, I think that will be solid. But I think they're short one starting. They pitcher. also have the deepest farm system yeah. in baseball. And don't be like Dust. Nobody knew who Dustin May was. Dustin May came. Nobody knew who Gonsolin was. He came up. Walker Bueller, same thing. Like all those guys. Those Julio. are all. Those are Julio. Those are all born and bred Dodger kids. That shit didn't just stop at them. No, like, and there's then other guys. That the are other thing is that we are old school and we think about starting pitching, but they they don't think about yeah, no they're, no they're no. It. I, nobody's caring no, about it's, like it. It's, it's not just six innings and no, all that it's shit, not but. just the Dodgers. It's the league in general yeah, yeah, just same. does yeah, not change those metrics. So, so it's different. They might not care that there's yeah. a starting row. Like okay, we got a couple aces and that's it, and then the other ones are going to be bullpen games, and they're willing to do that. Um, but our bullpen are st- we have a strong. Bullpen. I think our bullpen is probably the strongest point of the team outside of yeah. If you just look at like star power in general, like yeah. if you just look at our deepest spot. Like our bullpen is even neat. though we even did, though we lost Jose, we lost yeah we lost Mariachi Joe, and we lost Kenley, uh, which is crazy. Kenley I, I actually wanna... chose Atlanta over the Dodgers. Uh, he actually came out and said, "Yeah, they the Dodgers pursued me day one, forty five minutes after the, everything was done, and we're back." Um, they text me, and I just made the decision at that point. I wanted to go to. Atlanta. I mean, he's getting Some, booed. Like I sometimes, and as a player, when you're in a you're in one spot your whole career. Yeah. Sometimes, especially when you're not from here, right? A lot of people don't remember the fact that he's from Curacao. Ke- Kenley- Kenley's from Curacao. He came up as a catcher. Yep. He, he, they found out that he can pitch on accident because he kept trying to throw to second and the ball kept curving. Well, and remember, like, he also couldn't hit for shit. And they were like, well, what are we going to do with this guy in the farm yeah. system? So, yeah. like, he's been in LA. Like, he's done the same trip from spring training and the Dodgers for. Going on like twelve years now. That's not including all the farm time. Yeah, like remember he, he got here in like two thousand four. Yeah, so he he's. All, all, I will always appreciate Kenley Jansen's time as a Dodger. Yeah. and I was looking up. So he is number thirteen on most saves overall, like career, and he probably is gonna. He's not done. Right. So I think the person above him is only eight more. Yeah. Like because he and three. he's gonna close a lot of games. And in then Atlanta. that th- team's gonna win a lot. Remember, yeah. Atlanta yeah. just won the World Series with Ozuna and Acuna both out oh, of their lineup. Oh, and while we're talking about Atlanta, although they did lose Freeman, they picked up Matt Olson. Yeah. yeah. And then signed him to a long-term deal, and that's yeah. that's a hell of a pickup. I mean, yeah. that's, that's It's crazy. not Freddie Freeman. We lost Freddie Freeman, and we're going to be kind of hurting here. We don't know what we're going to do. Oh, we'll trade for Matt Olson. Well, the, he's the, not Freddie Freeman, but he's fucking good. And the Braves are going to still be good because they have Acuna coming back. Yep. Yeah, and, is, back, and yeah. Ozuna. Yeah. So they lose Solaire. Yeah. And they lose. Where does Solaire go again? Miami. That's right. And then Jock went to the Giants. Oh, yeah. I hate that. I love Jock, and I just can't stand that it's he gonna went to It's going to be really Giants. weird to see Itchy. I, I'm not going to be happy. To see Itchy in a San Francisco jersey is going to be super weird. Is that the game we go to then? I would. Lo- uh, oh, I'm going to games this year for sure. Oh, like, we're going to games. Um, Can we bring the pod track? I always, I, I always <laughs> want to go to a Dodgers-Giants game. Like, always. Yeah. Um, I'm. My hope is, is that at some point in June – didn't that's, we go? We went last year. Was that Dodgers that was, Giants? Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah one game. Yeah. Yes, that was the one where I uh, made the the young Asian kid sitting in front of us feel <laughs> yes, super uncomfortable. Yes. yes, and then the and Muncie did his thing, and uh, that's right. Um, it was yeah, his bobblehead. That night. was his bobblehead. Night. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Go yeah. get it out of the ocean. Yeah, it was beautiful. Um, so other big other big moves. Um, I'm gonna try and do this off the top of my head. Trevor right? Story. So Trevor Story went to to went to Boston today. Yeah. 
Correa went to the Twins, right? No, the Yankees. He went to no, the, I no, thought the Twins. The Twins. Correa went to the. Oh, he was. They were talking he about it, and he said, Yankees and he went to the Twins. Which is, right. I, uh, to me, that's just, I don't like Correa, and but that's less, awesome. He took less money. Than I know. Seager. That's what so, I. Yeah. Ha-ha, bitch. Yeah, well, exactly. everybody <laughs> took less money than Seager. Yeah, right. Se- well, um, Seager to the Rangers. Obviously, so Seager went to the Rangers and Trevor and uh, Marcus Simeon. Um, and then you have Chris Bryant that signed with Colorado. Chris Bryant went to Colorado, which was, I think. I actually talked to Asian gambling guy yeah. who's a huge Rockies fan, and he said that the same way that I felt was kind of like, so let me get this straight. Arenado wants out because you won't sign any other big stars, so then he leaves, and then you get just another big star. But talking to other, like looking online and reading about it, here, so Arenado was demanding like almost 40 a year. Yeah. Chris Bryant is at 28 a year. So, so Arenado's – Arnado's contract is 260 for eight years, which is 32 and a half per year. And but Chris, it's but it's not 32 and a half. It's the way that it staggered up. The way that color he was up to almost 40. A no, year but in I'm Colorado. but I'm just saying like his was 260 for eight years, and Chris Bryant's is 182 for seven. That's, right. That's it's a lot less. Yeah. So there's 90 million dollars in savings, and he plays more positions than Nolan Arenado's. I nobody's was, gonna say he's as good of a third baseman, but he plays the outfield. He could play first. Right. Um, I was looking at their numbers, and their numbers are pretty pretty similar. Um, Arenado has a little bit higher of a slugging, so he hits for more power. But he also has been in Colorado, so I don't know. Field. Yeah, look at his numbers compared to last year. Yeah, his well, I, I did. His he, he still had a little bit up in uh, slugging over him, but it it's pretty not, similar. Yeah. It's not it's not that much different. So the Rockies will have another huge offensive bat. Um, I think. Uh, the Yankees lost a lot. The Yankees lost Kerry Sanchez. They lost Gio well, Rochella. Well, they traded him, right? Yeah. Right. And I was gonna say because uh, I don't. I think they, they were tired Luke, of his defense. They lost Luke Voigt. They, but that's because they, they have to Rizzo. They needed Sanchez, though. Like they did. No, I'm not like, saying he, he was dead. But I'm he, saying he offensively, right? Yeah. The the Yankees have been reliant on offense for a long time. Like because that lineup was sick. I mean, like Luke Voigt was hitting eighth or ninth in that lineup and was hitting like 30 home runs a year. But Luke Voigt goes to San Diego. They uh, Sanchez is gone. I think Gio Urshela also is gone. Like they, they're they're starting to get to that point. Is where Gallo the, back? Uh, Rizzo is back. No, I know, but I don't know if Gallo is still. Was he on a one year deal or did he? I'm have, not. Okay. That, I'm not sure on that. And then they also are having the vaccine. It seems like they're. They having, have a vaccine issue there because vaccine, it seems Mexican, like yeah. uh, what's his name is oh, not the tall. Angels got Syndergaard right. The six seven guy. Who? Angels. The Angels early in the offseason picked up Syndergaard. Yeah. Shohei's back, and they're saying is healthier than he has been since. Trout's since he's back. Been. Yeah, so the Angels could be – could be. I mean, they I feel like every year we in. say it, like yeah. the Angels, like it's either one thing. They either have a dope lineup and no pitching, or they have pitching and nobody to fight. And I, yet they I have always, two of the most important players right. in the entire – I always league. root for the Angels. Like I do, like unless yeah. they're playing the Dodgers. Like other than that, like I've never, I've never seen them as a rival. Like it's not like the Giants to me. Shohei, I will say this: Shohei made me an Angels fan last year. Like I specifically made sure that I watched games that he played in, just because what he did last year was so fucking incredible that, like, it's hard for me to not like. They might have the two best players in baseball. I right. think so. I really do think that. It's it's crazy. So I love the Dodgers, but I have always loved the Angels. Even when they won the World Series in two thousand two, I, I was I wanted them. Yeah. I wanted them. To well, win. I did too because they were playing the fucking Giants. Well, I, so. I, I don't. No, that I mean that that definitely. Go, no, but I'm just saying I though. Go like as far I as followed. To say that I love the Angels, but I definitely I love Mike Trout. There are always players there. Mike Sosha was, you know, 
I was have a lot of respect and love for them. So the Angels have never been somebody I hated to. Like honestly, m- some of my most favorite games going to live were at Edison Field. So yeah. I, like I, I 100% love hearing that the Angels are doing well. Like that's that's amazing. And the, I think their division got worse. Mm-hmm. They I don't, think the A's. The well, A's yeah, because got the, worse because Houston didn't. The A's sign got Correa. worse. Houston lost Correa. The Granky. Marin, the Granky's gone. Where'd Granky go? Back to Kansas, Kansas City. City. Um, which is fine. Where he'll get forgotten about yeah, there, hopefully. Um, and then uh, the Mariners are gonna be good again. Um, but the Angels definitely don't have a gauntlet to go through like they they've had. So I've the the Angels team. I'm okay with. I the thing that always happens though is the Angel fans start talking shit to me, and then that's I don't like the Angel fans talking so. to you, Mario. Yeah. yeah, I don't. You know what, uh, Josh? Damn. Co-host from Take Warning. Shut the fuck up, bro. Yeah. I'm just letting you know right now. We're giving respect to your Angels. Yeah, and I, I think for sure a Dodgers-Angels game this year has to. I'd love to, yeah. I love going to has to happen. I don't um, know. I like going to the Angels-Yankees, too. Those are really fun. I, I will say I'm just happy that baseball figured their shit out. Um, I'm interested to see how they're going to do this shift thing next year. I'm glad that it's not happening immediately, yeah. that there's time for them to work it out in the minors and figure out. Is the pitch clock? The, not, there is no rule changes Besides that are happening the DH. this year, the, the except the DH. The the bases so, are the same size. The pitch clock's the same. The um, there's the shift is the same. All those things are all the same as last year, and they're not changing this year. So I wasn't here to be able to talk about that on the last show, but I don't like any of those changes. I'm not going to lie to you. So <laughs> I I don't understand the I do not understand the larger base thing. I don't understand why that's an issue, other than the fact that they're. They can go back on replay now, and like for the the phantom step on second for a double play that was called for decades, where it was like, "Hey, you're in the vicinity, you're yeah. out," kind of a thing. I think they're trying to get more people to steal because sometimes, I mean, think about like when you steal a base, a lot of times that that extra inch or whatever you could yeah. be safe. But so, I don't, I just don't know because the philosophy right now of baseball is they boring. don't want people to but they don't want people to steal because if you steal and There's someone a chance wa- for you to get an out and then he gets a double then Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it I mean but we'll see though because if they if they that I, I think that's what they're trying to increase is the fact or if you can go to first to third cuz you have that they're giving you an inch basically on both sides. I'm so totally we'll fine with the pitch clock thing and here's why. I was just at a little league game on Friday and this kid I'm like what the fuck, kid? Throw the goddamn ball. Like, <laughs> this yeah. is retarded. Like, you're taking, like, a minute in between each pitches. He's making a donation. So, like, you got, like, <laughs> throw the damn ball. So, do you, especially Do you being, have that spreadsheet, or do I need to put it together? Oh, I'm going to need you to put that always together. Always. Um, especially being a Dodger fan and dealing with Pedro Baez for as long as, like, I, I am a – I am – steadfast on yes like the game needs okay to so be that's the one that i would forward. probably be the the most open to the change it's right. just gonna speed the game up so the I shift that. thing i i hate the fact that it has to be a rule i blame the players on this more than the way that the game has changed and just the fact that how do you not just make an adjustment and be able to hit against a shift my defense is too good i can't do this anymore what yeah like 
what other league would they be like, you know what, stop playing 2-3 zone because they can't make anything inside uh, anymore? They did. It's called the NBA. And they I'm had telling a you, like, that's bullshit. They defensive can still play 3 two, seconds. Zone. Yes, yeah. they're absolutely but 100% was a rule for that. Like, I, don't like, I don't like that I can't do it. Okay, but here's adjusting. the thing, though. That, the, the NFL, NFL like, and the, the NBA, passing, they, like, oh, they still change, you though. You can't touch them on routes. Like, it's illegal contact. Like, rules get changed because change defenses them. find a way to stop offense all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, so then that then what's the problem I mean that, with them but, adding the rule for the shift? But we're traditional. You shouldn't be changing the shift. The shift is a defensive play. There's that nothing just started there. like six years ago. And because somebody got smart enough to realize I don't I can put my players wherever I want on the field. It actually opened up the field to not just be so goddamn stale. But was it smart because they realized they could put players on wherever they want on the field, or was it smart because they realized that this guy's not good enough to lay down a bunt? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, Both. just just fucking put down a bunt, and they can't shift on you. Like, because once you get runners on, or try shift, to or try to go the other way. Once you have runners on, the shift yeah. doesn't work. Now, the uh, going the other way, I I understand your argument on that. Pitcher, like, if you're a left-handed hitter and everybody shifted over to run, and the they right put it field, on the inside. they're just gonna throw everything on your hands. Okay, but. I thought about that stuff, but I've watched, and they the pitchers don't always throw on the. They inside. don't always, but they do. That I mean, if you're shifted, that would be the strategy. Is you right. should throw on the inside, yeah. but I've definitely seen. And that's why the players have their fucking wristbands and. All I think that the stuff. players like, this just guys up. He everything goes this way. We're shifting over. And... They're just not good at that. Yeah. Like if but... they they're, if they're a major league hitter and they pull the ball all the time, just like I'm, I would know because that's what all I do in softball is pull the ball. If I try to go the other way, like I'm not. I'm not going to hit the ball very. I might even strike out. Right. But if we shifted against you, if the team shifted against you and put every single player between second and third base going all the way back out to the outfield, you're telling me you wouldn't figure out how to hit the other way? Um, in, in softball? You wouldn't try and figure it I out? I don't know. I'm, I might still just think that I can get the ball past them. And that's why <laughs> the shift had to get banned because Preston's philosophy is the same fucking thing that happened with everybody else. Like – you have to learn how to beat a defense. Like, we don't want you to hit to so this side. So, in this case, to learn how to beat a defense, you just made them change the rules for you. That's how you beat the defense? Yes. No, the defense is the one who wins on this. I think the defense is the one who wins. How? Well, how did the defense win when the shift was intentionally there for lefty batters to be able to put extra defense in the location where they would hit so, more often? So, for certain players – the the defense the def the offense will will for sure win like players like Joey Gallo right who was like one of the original guys that got shifted on like this dude just wants to fucking pull the ball and hit it as fucking hard as he can right players like that they lose but for the players like Justin Turner or Trey Turner for that matter the players that are gap to gap hitters they can't do that anymore and a lot of those hits that were outs. Because they were, you know what I mean? Like, they don't have to worry about that problem anymore. Because now the players are going to be more offensive spread player. out. Yeah, the players are going to be more spread Again, out. Again, so this doesn't help anybody playing defense. No, like, it it will help. De I think it will help defense. I, I'm just trying to understand because now you've taken possibilities of how you can play defense against an offensive player. You're taking it away, and how does that benefit them? So, I think what you're going to see is... If you take one wheel off of my four-wheel car and tell me, hey, man, everything's good for you, I'm not going to believe <laughs> no, you. No, I get... No, listen, <laughs> I get what you're saying. Yes, for... 
I think you're going to start seeing stuff go back to the way baseball used to be in regards to production and numbers and moving runners over and stealing and things like that because they don't have the ability to just sit there and just turn and bang on a ball and hope that it goes out. Like they're not, they can't hit the same way that way, right? Like now you're going to see players like, so like Joey Gallo now, he's his average is probably going to take like, a, I would say probably go up like 20 or 30 points because he won't hit into those outs. But there's also going to be for the game of baseball, for as far as defensively, now you're not going to just have everybody just hitting into the same fucking play over and over and over again. That's what baseball is trying to fix. People were leaving the game of baseball and not watching baseball because it's fucking boring. They either walk, hit a home run, or it's an out. Like, that's it. Like, you're not, you don't see base hits. You don't see hit and runs. You don't see all those, the, the normal plays of baseball that we all grew up and were accustomed to. So when I say baseball, like, maybe it's not offensively or defensively. Baseball is going to start having to go back. You're going to start seeing those plays that were the exciting plays of baseball because teams can't put everybody on the same side of the field. I think it's fucking ridiculous that you have major league baseball players that can't put a ball wherever they want. That's on what a bugs field. me about that. No, yeah. I, oh, okay. We're, we're definitely going round and round. The, the thing is, is you get paid for home runs. Like that's what you get paid for. So guys are trying to hit the ball as hard as they can, right. and sometimes you can't hit the ball as hard as you can and go that way. Like that's just how it is. Like and but anyways, like we'll see how it, how it goes next season. We'll see how they're even going to implement it. It's going to be interesting because people do move their they in yeah, the past and, they had moved it around. The so language we'll see. of the rule will yeah. change everything. Like if it's like at the time that the pitch is thrown, play like you must have four players on each side a second or blah blah blah. Well then cool. Like well as soon as the pitch is thrown, then that guy can just sprint over to that hole and, you know, try and cut off that play. Like they're still gonna they're just like the shift when it first happened, right? All the old people were like, I hate this. Like this is so dumb. Like you this is bad baseball. <laughs> Rick. Right? Like, I never said that. I actually like my dad hated it. I love the shift. I my think dad it's a brilliant hated, move. My dad hated the shift. See, I thought that the shift was a is only a brilliant move if a player is too fucking stubborn to change his game to to for that specific thing. Ninety five percent of the players in the league. I agree. So because they wouldn't change, we had to change a rule to make it easier for them. No, it's not to make it easier Just for them. It's I were looping. It's, hey, okay. it's to keep viewers <laughs> and to keep and to keep money coming into baseball because baseball is slowly becoming the least popular sport in this country. Right. That's the problem. We've talked a lot today. Yeah, we have. We have. But I like I, I, said, I have I, I have one more thing to say about Kenzie Jansen. Oh, good. I was like, if this is fucking basketball. No, no. I was, I was gonna that. I was gonna walk out. <laughs> let that rest. Okay. <laughs> no, I just was interested. Like I. So I looked up how like the saves and he's 13 most, but then I was just interested on the Dodgers because I knew that he had the most saves for the Dodgers. Yeah, he has 350 saves, and the next person down is Gagne at 161. Yeah, like he, I he will go down as I the just, greatest closer in Dodgers. I history. just didn't see like I knew he had a lot of saves, but I didn't know if the gap was like that big. Like that's a huge gap. So it's it he has is, do- almost it's, double. It's a huge gap, and it's the same thing. Like I'm not more than double. Mariano was amazing. But a lot of people, I think also, like, the numbers that he has were slightly overrated because he was constantly on winning baseball teams. Yeah. Right? Like, there, nobody gives a shit on the closer from the Marlins. No. Because the Marlins win 50 fucking games a year. But so, you do, you have to have, you have to be on a winning team to get a close, like, to get a bunch or of Or at least saves, be in that I mean, position, yeah. right? So, like, you have to, so, Kenley has been on a winning baseball team for the Long. majority of his career. Right. 
and he's and, not like he was his best, but he was right. solid. And yeah, I right. I'm sad to see him go. But I think a save miss him. a save is in my opinion more of a stat than a win for a pitcher in baseball, right? Like or a win or a loss, right? Like Clayton Kershaw can throw a no hitter and walk a guy and then have a three base error and lose without allowing an actual hit or a run. But Kenley, like he can't get a, he's not going to get a blown save that way. Right. Like just the way statistically, like I get it. So like, yeah, 350 saves is amazing, but it's also because he played on a team that constantly put him. I mean, yeah, four times a week. I was just, trying to save a game. I was just saying that's just ridiculous. Like, it that's is more than double. Because Gagne saved a shit ton of yeah. games. Yeah, and that's more than and double. Everybody loved Gagne. Yeah, but anyway, do you have you have anything else to say about the Dodgers or anything? Right, Rams. Just, parting thoughts here. Hey, uh, if anybody forgot, uh, the Rams won the Super Bowl this year, and I want to make sure that everybody doesn't forget. Uh, never forget, sir. I keep buying memorabilia and stupid shit. I walked into a TJ Maxx this morning with my wife. And they had glasses, like beer glasses. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'll Super Bowl nine. champs. Oh, uh, yeah. I was like, oh, they're like 12 bucks a pop for a glass? Yeah, dude. And I, yes, of course. I am all about it. So He also never drinks beer either. I don't even drink great. beer. Yeah. It's just going to be it's my like water cup. It's like his, <laughs> his Coke Zero cup. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be amazing. Other than that, be good to each other. Please don't be an asshole parent at games. Coaches, a lot of the times, are putting a lot of work in, not just for their own kid, but for the kids around them. And all we want is for them to grow enjoy the sport, and get better, want to come back. That's it. Yeah. So if you're doing anything beyond that, fuck yourself, and I'll meet you in the parking lot. That's all I got. <laughs> um, I will, uh, I'll second what, what Rick just said and also say avoid asshole coaches that uh, tell their kids to be uh, all over, on the up and up. Aggressive. Yeah, yeah, on the up and up, and then turn yeah. around and, and, and do everything opposite of what you told your kids to do. Um, but – uh, for youth sports, I will say, and I'm going to, I'm going to say this a lot more and I'm surprised I never put it into words before, like a few months ago when I saw this, uh, post, it is not about wins and losses in youth sports. It's about a kid coming back and wanting to play the next season. The joy of the game. It's, it is about, it is not about having fun. It's about him developing a love for the sport. And if you're a coach, it's about having fun. That's developing, that's <laughs> developing love for the sport. He'll automatically, or she will automatically have fun for that. So, uh, Preston, is there anything to watch over the next couple uh, of weeks? The NCAA basketball, we got the sweet 16, obviously this Thursday and Friday. Who's then. in first in the bracket challenge right now? <laughs> is that me? Soon to soon to. And then we got the elite eight. Next. No, Kentucky? Is that what's going on? I don't even know what's happening. Kentucky anymore. lost to St. Peter's. The St. Peter's <laughs> Peacocks. This coming Saturday is Sunday. And then Final Four will be the following Saturday, which is uh, April 2nd. And then the final is Monday, Yeah, April 4th. Um, I have four basketball games that are really – Nets Nets at Heat so Saturday. So who's the Nets for the first game for these fucking things? I mean, I could – yeah, because I – Is it, Kyrie playing? Nets at Heat. Okay. And then you have Warriors Kyrie at – Kyrie put up 60 points. Oh. Warriors yeah. at Grizzlies. Monday and then Heat Celtics Wednesday three, which is Wednesday three thirty, uh huh, and Mavericks Bucks, okay. which will be the Sunday April third. That's our uh, I think it's our fifth what to watch in a row without putting the Lakers on there. So the um, streak still. Alive. I have 
the streak's after alive. I'm done with the Lakers. Like, oh, oh yay, we're all there. Finally made we're it. all there. Welcome. Okay, I will put this caveat on that, that I'm done until Anthony Davis comes back. And there's a small chance that he's to stay on the court, but I still have hope that he'll do something. Yeah. I, I, so I'm done with them until the playing game. But okay. I, I'll still probably Start watch. Start the music. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hit that shit. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Follow us on Instagram at Take Warning Sports. Email us at twallthingsports at gmail.com. Download and subscribe our podcast on all your favorite podcast streaming sites, such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Apple Podcasts. Visit our Take Warning Network at takewarningpod.com.